we're in this series that, that we started a couple of three weeks ago now, four weeks ago. Uh, this is the fourth part of it uh, called Stay Positive. Um, and in week one, uh, we kind of said enough of the bad news. Like, that's all we're seeing. That's all we're hearing. Um, enough of that. Let's focus on who God is and, and the promises that God has for us. And then two weeks ago, uh, we talked about be the one. Show gratitude. Um, be, be the one that's going to go out of your way to say thank you to somebody who has invested in your life or done something great uh, for you. And then last week, uh, we talked about uh, confidence and that we don't need more self-confidence. What we need to do is we need to cultivate God confidence uh, in our lives. That we're not confident in us because our flesh is weak, um, our, um, our heart is deceitful, and our behavior is inconsistent. So, so we don't need confidence in us. We need confidence in a God who is the creator and sustainer of the universe. Um, and tonight, what we're going to talk about is, is encouragement. So who's ready for an encouraging word from God uh, tonight? Yeah, with so much negativity, so much bad news, like I am so thankful uh, that God's word, that it's living and active and it speaks to us uh, today. Like, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but everyone that you come across is facing some type of battle in their life. Like just about everybody that you encounter is often going through something that may not be obvious on the outside, but they're facing a battle on the inside. You know, we, we often, like we don't see it sometimes, but we often, the question is, why are they acting the way that they're acting? Or why do they say the things that they're saying? And, and part of it is because there's something going on in their life that we can't see. And what I hope that you'll embrace tonight is that, that this concept that you have no idea what God might do through a single word of encouragement. You have no idea how God could use you to offer uh, someone hope, to build someone's faith. Like you have no idea what God might do through a single word of encouragement that you can give to somebody. And so the title of the, the sermon tonight is called A Hundred Reasons to Be Encouraged. A Hundred Reasons to Be Encouraged. Because listen, everyone you see, everyone you deal with is facing a battle that you may not know anything about. Like there is so much negativity in the world. Like I can't open up my social media feed uh, without being discouraged. I can't read a, a news app with, without getting depressed. Like I, I, I can't talk with people like all the heartbreaking news in the world without being disheartened. Um, but, but, and there's so many people, like the, the country right now, the world right now really is so polarized and the world can be in so incredibly critical and, and honestly so undeniably hateful. So maybe you're here tonight and you think, man, that, that Christian people, like they have been hateful. Listen, I don't get it. I don't understand why there are so many Christian people right now who are being hateful, but there are. And for some of you, maybe you're watching, maybe you're here and you've experienced that and you're like, man, I've had enough of Christianity. I'm done with those people. Listen, don't take our, our sinfulness out on a savior who loved you enough to die for you. Like sometimes we're a bad representation of him. But my hope tonight, like, and, and I think that we should be as believers, that we should be believers who step in and lift up others, that we should bring words of hope and words of encouragement to the people around us. Like, I don't need any friends like Job had. Like, if you're from a church background, you know about Job and, and his friends. Uh, for some of you, you're, you're not Bible people, and, and that's okay. Job, he was a really good man in the Old Testament. He was really godly. Like, uh, they looked over the whole earth, God and Satan did, and they were kind of talking and said, there is no one on this earth like Job. He was a good man. 
Like, and he was godly. But then the enemy, Satan, attacked Job and took away everything that he had. Robbed him of, of more than you could really ever imagine. Like took his, all his material possessions, his, his animals, his livestock, his uh, houses, and, and eventually his, his children. And you know what his friends did? His friends got up into his business like, it's your fault. You, you deserve it. You're going through this because of your sin. Like they were negative, negative, negative. Like there's enough people in the world like that today. And I love how Job responded to them in Job 16 too, though. Now he said this, he said, I've heard all this before. I've heard it all before. And then he said, what miserable comforters you are. Any of you have any friends like that? Like you just wanna say, you're not being very helpful right now. Like you, you're not much of a comforter, are you? Like what miserable comforters you are. And then he says this, and I would love to say this uh, to some people, but I'm too pastoral to say this. If you ever strip away this pastoralness um from me, like there are people I would say this to. He says this, won't you ever stop blowing hot air? What makes you keep on talking? Like too honest? Like what makes you keep on posting? What makes you keep on saying the things that you're saying? Like, won't you ever stop blowing hot air? And he says this, I could say the same thing if you were in my place. I could spout off criticism and shake my head at you. But, but I love what he says. He said, but if it were me, somebody say that, if it were me. If it were me, he says this, if it were me, I would encourage you. If it were me, I would speak words of life to you. I would try to take away your grief. If it were me, if it was possible for me, I would be the one that's building you up, not tearing you down. And I'll just say as your pastor, if it's for, it's for me, like I wanna be the greatest voice of encouragement in your life on this side of heaven. Because our words, they have the power of life and death. Our words can build people up or they can crush people. In fact, that's what Proverbs says in 1821. It says, the tongue has the power of life and death. Listen, I want my words to build your faith, to strengthen your confidence so that you believe that God is for you and that he's with you and that he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you, that he's working in you. If it were up to me, I would encourage you and build your faith because everyone you see is facing a battle that you don't know anything about. Maybe that's why the author of Hebrews said this in Hebrews 3.13, it's a power-packed verse. But he said this, encourage one another. And then he didn't say uh, every now and then. He didn't say, encourage one another whenever the spirit prompts you. What he said was encourage one another, how often? Daily. Daily. Now that's a lot of encouragement. Why do you encourage other, each other daily? And he tells us why. So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So what does sin do? Sin lies. Sin distracts. Sin destroys. Sin tears down. Sin tells you what you don't have. Sin tells you that you can never be happy. Sin tells you that you'll never measure up. And we get distracted by it. So he says, encourage one another daily. And I don't know about you all, but I face discouragement every single day. I'm going to be a little transparent here like I always am. But there's voices in my head that say, hey, you're not going to measure up. You're not going to be good enough. You can't get it all done. Like there's not a day that goes by that I don't experience discouragement and negative voices in my mind. Therefore, because I need encouragement, I wanna freely give it. 
Because I need it, I assume that you probably need it as well. Therefore, encourage one another daily, so as long as it's called today, so that we're not distracted by sin's deceitfulness. And when I talk about encouraging or, or a lot of these things, I know what some people think immediately. You're gonna say, well, I'm just not naturally gifted at it. Like, I'm not really good at encouraging each, uh, other people. It's, it's not natural for me. And I would say, neither was walking when you were a little baby, right? Like, you weren't good at it at first. But somewhere along the way, you took a step and you became a drunk Frankenstein and, and you fell down a couple of times, but you got back up and you learned how to walk. Like one of the most valuable tools that, that you can learn and it would be a gift for those around you is to have this gift of encouragement. Learn how to do it. Make, make it a priority. You want to learn how to do it? I'll give you a simple rule that's a game changer in, in the world of encouragement. And the simple rule is this. If you think something good, say it. If you think something good, express it. The moment you think a positive thing about someone else, text them or or call them. You know those mobile devices that you have? Like you can make a call on them. I prefer a text, but you can just still make a call on them. Reach out to someone. Write, write them a note. Tell them, express your love, your, your encouragement to them. Like the moment you think something good, say it. Express it. Like why in the world would you ever rob somebody of a blessing that goes unexpressed? You know, one of the best things for your marriage, if, you, if you're married if you have children, if, you have a, if you're a leader or an influencer at work, if you have someone maybe in your small group, one of the best things that you can do is just bless them with words of encouragement. You know, Paul said this, and sometimes Paul's words are, are tough for me. He said this, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Any is a little word, but it's big. So don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only words that are helpful for building others up. Think about how different your relationships could be. Think about the, the faith of the people around you. If every time you thought something good, you set it free and blessed them. Think about like if you gave 100 words of encouragement to every one negative word that you gave. Because listen, I don't know about you, but with my children, I would rather them hear a hundred times what I see in them, what I believe in them, how I'm for them, uh, where they're winning, instead of me hearing them hearing me picking them apart all the time. Like, I want to instill spiritual confidence in, in them. You know, that's a hundred to one. Because, well, that's hard. Well, Paul said it needs to be a hundred to zero. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is useful for building each other up according to their need. Like, I want to instill spiritual confidence in people. And if it were up to me, I'd be full of encouragement. You know why? Because everyone you see is facing a battle that you know nothing about. Like, it can change and revolutionize your marriage. For those of you that are married, or maybe you hope to be one day, listen, if you build your spouse up, it's a complete game changer. Like, I, I'm able to do what I do today and, and minister what I do because my wife believes in me, and she tells me, and, and she shows me. You know, one of the biggest complaints I hear from Christian women is this, my husband is, ain't no spiritual leader. And what's funny is that, that they'll say it right in front of him. Yeah, like, you think that's going to encourage him to be more full of faith? 
No, he's going to take his ball and go home because he don't feel like he can win. And what I would say is anytime and every time he does anything remotely spiritual, you celebrate it like crazy. If he says, hey, let's watch church online, like you just look at him and you go, oh, I feel so close to you when you say that. Just do it and you'll be going to church online every single week. I mean, if he says a prayer and it's really the only prayer he's got and it's a bad prayer, oh, maybe it's over Thanksgiving meal or something and he says, God bless his food, amen. You just look at him and you say, man, I love it when you pray like that. And you stick your tongue in his ear and you celebrate like, I don't know. But listen, but if you do that for real, you're gonna have the most praying man of God you've ever seen in your life. You build them up. Some of you are like getting nervous. Like, can we do that? Is that legal? Like, do what? Like, you're married. I don't care. Like, but, but you encourage what you wanna see and you'll typically see more of it. Like, if it were up to me, like, I would be so encouraging if you think something good, say it. If you think something good, say it. In a world full of so much criticism, so much hatred, so much disappointment, so much negativity, as people of the light, we need to lift others up around us. And I don't know about you, but since everyone that I know is facing a battle that we know nothing about, that probably includes you, and that includes me, you know, the last few months, and again, I've been very transparent. Like, like I faced some real discouragement to the point that in the back of my mind, it's just like it almost won't let go. Again, I found that sometimes the person that needs the most encouragement is often me. And you might find the person that needs the most encouragement at times would be you. Because so, so many times we look at people and we think, man, they got it all together. And they're smiling on the outside, but, but they're often hurting on the inside. You may be like a lot of people who, who look really, really confident, but the truth is there are parts of you that are indescribably insecure. When others look at you, you look like you, look like you got it all together, but they have no idea that privately at home you feel like you're falling completely apart. Sometimes the person that really needs to be encouraged is you. And I want to show you a portion of scripture tonight that speaks to me and builds my faith and equips me to do just that. It's found in the Old Testament. It's in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30. And to give you the context, David um, is, is the king. He's this valiant warrior. He killed Goliath. He killed thousands and tens of thousands and, and all that. But he and his army, they, they survived this battle and they returned to their home at Ziklag. And when they get there, the enemies had burned everything. They left their whole city in ruins. And they took all of the, the wives and the children. So imagine that. You come back with your troops and your men and your, and your wives and your children. They've been kidnapped. They've been taken away. Your homes are burned to the ground. And so that's the picture. The city's burned. The families are gone. And what do the men do? The men blame David. And all of a sudden, they're all crying. They're all wailing. And the men decide, hey, it's David's fault. And what we're going to do is we're going to kill him. And that's exactly what we see in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. It says, David was now in great danger because all of his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk of stoning him. It says, David found strength in his God. David found strength in the Lord his God. That, that phrase, found strength, comes from a Hebrew word. And, and I don't know Hebrew. But it comes from a Hebrew word, and that word is chizak. Everybody say chizak. 
That's kind of fun. And it's spelled C-H-A-Z-A-Q, Chazak. And what it means, it means to tell yourself to be strong. This Hebrew word uh, that implies that you're talking to yourself. In fact, that's probably why the King James Version translated it this way. He said, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. He encouraged himself. He spoke to himself. He told himself of the faithfulness of God. He preached to himself about the goodness of God. He, he reminded himself of the provision of God. He built himself up in the things of God. He was going back and through his mind going, hey, you remember that time when there was that giant and I killed him? You remember that time when, when there was a bear or a lion came and, and, and we took care of that? You remember, and he begins preaching to himself. When everything he saw with his eyes was, saw, was hopeless, everything around him cried desperation and discouragement. It says he encouraged himself, he preached to himself, he built himself up in the things of faith. He got his chizak back. You got to encourage yourself in the Lord. And what happened after this in verse eight says this. So then David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord said to him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. When did the word of victory come? After he encouraged himself in the Lord. So what we know about positive words, listen, positive words are so difficult to remember and negative words are so difficult to forget. Anybody like that? Like I could have 10 people compliment me and say, hey man, that was a, a great sermon. You've changed my life and, and all of that. And one person gets up in my business with some criticism like, and, I, and, I, and I can't let it go. It seems to take over. And in fact, neurologists will tell you that about your brain. That your brain is, is almost predisposed to, to believe the negative immediately. But it takes 15 seconds of focusing on anything positive before you ever start to believe it. You know, it's so difficult to remember something positive, but it's so difficult to forget something that's negative. That's why what we say to ourselves matters more, more than you can imagine. Your self-talk, listen, are they the words of, of life and the words of faith, or are they the words of, of death and despair and hopelessness? It says, David encouraged himself. He, he talked to himself. He preached to himself. He built himself up in the Lord. In fact, to me, it's, it's profoundly personal when you just sit down and you read through the book of Psalms and you begin to read the words of David. It's like reading his own private journal. David talked to himself like all the time, really. And it makes me feel better because I'm talking to myself all the time. But David talked to himself and, and three different times, at least in the book of Psalms, he said the exact same thing. Three different places, he asked himself, he said, why are you so downcast, oh my soul? Why are you hurting? Why are you so low? Why are you so down? Why are you so depressed? And somebody here, you may, you may need to ask yourself that. And why do you feel so disconnected? Why are you so battling with, with anxiety? Why has fear overwhelmed you when you know that you're called to be a person of faith? And David preached to himself, why so downcast, oh my soul? And then he would encourage himself and say, put your hope in the Lord. You know, why, why are you depressed? Why, why are you down when you know the faithfulness, the goodness, the power, and the provision of God? Put your hope in God. Put your faith in God. Put your trust in God. 
He's always with you. He, he'll, he's completely for you. Why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Like what David didn't say is he didn't say this. He said, you got this, David. He didn't say, hey, why so downcast? David, just pick yourself up by the bootstraps and let's go. He didn't say that. He said, put your hope in God. He said, get your, get your chizak back. Talk to yourself. Preach to yourself. Whenever you look at the news and it says, hey, man, everything's coming to an end. This is the worst thing ever. We're never gonna recover. Listen, go preach to yourself. My God is my provider. My God is my protector. My God is good. He's all powerful. He's ever present. He knew all this was gonna happen before it ever even came to be. And he's working in all things. Listen, he's working in all things to bring about the good for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. When that voice says, hey, this is terrible, your relationships are gonna break down. You're never gonna have anything, anything meaningful. Listen, no, my God is working in me and I trust God that he's working in the people around me. Whenever you find yourself down and depressed and discouraged and afraid, write down a hundred words to be encouraged. A hundred words to keep your faith, to tell yourself, hey, listen, no weapon formed against me will ever prosper. That I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. My sins have been completely forgiven. I am redeemed. I'm a child of God. I'm a joint heir with Christ. I am an ambassador of the Most High God. I'm the highest ranking diplomat sent by God to, from heaven to represent the love of Jesus Christ on this earth. Like I'm free from the power of sin and death. I have the mind of Christ. I am filled with the very spirit that raised Christ from the dead. I'm a workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for me to do. My sins are completely forgiven. I'm a new creation in Christ. My sinfulness has been separated from me as far as the east is from the west. And I'm called to, by God to be light in this dark world. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. I'm the head and not the tail. Like I am seated in the heavenly places with my savior. My God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Why so downcast on my soul? Why are people of faith walking around acting like we got no power? Get your chizak back, preach to yourself. And because of what God did for us, and because of who he is in us, as far as it's concerned to us, we need to be the voice of encouragement. We'll be a voice of faith. When the world seems polarized, we'll express love. We'll express grace. We'll stand for what's right. We'll stand for justice. And we'll be people of faith. And you know how the world will know that we're Christians? By the way that we love one another. If it were up to me, I'd be the biggest voice of encouragement you've ever seen on this side of heaven. So whatever you're going through, and I would guess if you, some of you may be going through a whole heck of a lot, and I don't want little power statements to, to be insulting to you. Like I want the true power and the presence of God to be enough for you. I want you to be encouraged. Our God loves you more than you could ever imagine. Our God understands your pain. His word is true. He's always faithful. His promises are for you. So when you're down, talk to yourself words of faith, words of life. Hey, with the people around you, every time you think something good, say it and bless them. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to encourage those around me.